Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to inform and equip the members of Harvest Church, as well as celebrate what God is doing in and through our bodies. This week, Graham and Wes kick off a new series discussing spiritual disciplines for the purpose of godliness. Well, Wes, let's dive in to our next section in this series of spiritual gifts and spiritual disciplines. And we're going to start discussing spiritual disciplines. And the source for our discussion is will revolve around this book by a man named Donald Whitney, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Donald Whitney is a professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He is a legend. Everyone loves his class. Everyone that uh, goes through the seminary program there just talks about how uh, foundational and instrumental and memorable, honestly, that this class is. That You read so much, study so much. And, and this is one of the most practical, life-transforming classes that I took personally. And, and I, so I'm excited about teaching this book, or not teaching it, but talking about it. And then um, we have taught it overseas to our missions partners and, and so on and so forth. So you're going to love it. I uh, recommend getting the book and also reading it for yourself. Yep, absolutely. The uh, link for buying this book from Amazon will be in our show notes. And again, we would encourage you to buy the book. It's a phenomenal book. I've enjoyed reading it, but this will be what our conversation revolves around. Well, Wes, I know Donald Whitney was very impactful for you as a seminary student. You know, it's I have a funny story about this. I uh, a couple months ago, I was talking to Bill Garner, and he asked me, you know, what what I was planning on doing with the podcast, and I told him I was going to do spiritual gifts, and I was going to we were going to discuss this book, and his face really lit up. Uh, I didn't realize this, but he loved this book, and after his passing, I had two guys come up to me and say that Bill Garner had given them this book. To read uh, because he loved it so much and they had started reading it and were really, really enjoying it. And as I've gotten to read it, I see why he's giving it away. Yeah, I got the privilege of actually teaching through this book with Bill in Serbia in 2016, and he crushed it as always. The Stallion, I loved watching him teach, especially in a, in a small group level, just really lit up and uh, he was an excellent preacher as well. So we miss him. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, before we dive in, I want to give an overview of this book and what the spiritual disciplines are. And that's what this podcast is going to be today is just an overview before we dive in one by one. But the personal spiritual disciplines that we will discuss are Bible intake, prayer, worship, evangelism, serving, stewardship, fasting, silence and solitude, journaling, learning, and perseverance. And so that will be the framework for our discussion. Every week we will release a new episode on each of those. And I'm looking forward to diving more in depth into each one. So let's begin. Uh, You know, Wes, the most important part of practicing spiritual disciplines is having the Holy Spirit indwell us. That's a key component. That's a key component. These are spiritual Disciplines. The word spirit is included there. That's right. That's right. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to prize and pursue holiness. You know, in Hebrews 12, 14, it says, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. That if we are not pursuing holiness, that we won't see the Lord. 
It's a little scary, <laughs> but that's why we have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit encourages, encourages us and empowers us to prize and pursue holiness. First Timothy 4, 7 says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And that is the theme verse of this book is that we are disciplining ourselves for the purpose of godliness. Wes, what is, what, when you hear discipline, what's the first thing you think about? Oh, I think about my children. No, discipline. <laughs> Seriously, no one really loves that word. That's not a that's not a word we just love to think about. Maybe you revert back to memories of being in high school with a, your disciplinary principal getting on to you about something. Uh, when I grew up, we could still get paddled, and or just uh, discipline being an exercise that's that's not fun, you know. Uh, and so I think for most folks. Discipline is not a like a positive or a joyful word, something that brings, oh, yes, I can't wait for more discipline in their life. But yet here we're, we're told in God's word that it's, it's good for us. And we'll get to it in a minute, but it's work. Also, um, you know, it's worth adding that um, in Hebrews 12, 11, um, the writer of Hebrews says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. Um, so, you know, there is that kind of negative association that we have with discipline. But uh, like Wes is saying, you know, Scripture is very clear that uh, dis- discipline may not feel pleasant in the moment, but it is intended to produce righteousness in us, um, which will be ultimately to to our benefit spiritually. Yeah, thank you for that, Noah. That That's excellent. A reminder from Hebrews 12 as well. Donald Whitney starts this book hammering home that our Holy Spirit indwelled purpose is to pursue godliness. And the way that we do this is that we, we, we practice the spiritual disciplines. Let me go ahead and define spiritual disciplines. They are practices found in scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll read that again. Spiritual disciplines are practices found in Scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love to look at it this way. These are holy habits in someone that the Spirit resides. Yeah, that's a good word. He says these are uh, habits of devotion um, and experiential Christianity. And we always talk about wanting to experience God and I need a deeper experience with the Lord. These personal spiritual disciplines are one of the main avenues in which you can do that. And there's a sense in which we have to own our own faith. That's why the word personal is so important here. It's a personal spiritual discipline. We have to own our faith. We're held accountable to how we pursue Christ. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And so when, and you, you know, if you think back to the day that you started following Jesus, uh, you might remember uh, the day the Holy Spirit indwelled you and started changing your appetites, started changing your hungers. And so when we started following Jesus, we got new holy hungers through the power of the Holy Spirit, such as, you know, wanting to read the word of God, uh, wanting to attend worship, uh, experiencing victory over sin. Uh, and the goal of these spiritual disciplines is from eight, Romans eight twenty nine to be conformed to the image of his son, that we would become more like Jesus through the practice of these personal spiritual disciplines. You know, I love what he does next is, is, is Dr. Whitney helps 
define the difference between a personal spiritual discipline and an interpersonal spiritual discipline because both are important. So a personal spiritual discipline is something that we kind of we do on our own that we where I talked about a second ago we're owning our own faith and we do it sometimes in uh, in the privacy of our home or when we're driving or when nature wherever wherever the setting is but it's a it's a personal spiritual discipline whereas an interpersonal spiritual discipline is something we do corporately or with others so one of the disciplines is reading the word of god well there's a reason why at harvest we have a call to worship and a benediction and we preach through the word and our worship songs contain the words of god that's an interpersonal spiritual discipline we are doing with each other but we have to do uh bible intake or we don't have to we can ignore it but it behooves us to as we become more like christ to do bible intake on our own so that's the difference between a personal and an interpersonal spiritual discipline yeah, that's great. Thank you for that, Wes. And in this book, it's important to note that uh, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life only talks about personal spiritual disciplines. And so while these, uh, while the ones we will discuss are only personal ones, it's important to note that Jesus practiced both personal and interpersonal spiritual disciplines. And so, uh, but another thing that's important is these are, are activities, not attitudes. It's not so much about doing as it is being like Jesus. And so the ultimate goal of these spiritual disciplines is not just to check a box, but it's to be like Jesus and and follow the disciplines and the practices that Jesus followed, such as reading, meditating, praying, fasting, worshiping, serving, and learning. It's another important thing to note that these are all biblical. We see Jesus doing these things, as I just mentioned, uh, that these aren't... uh, extra biblical spiritual disciplines. These are found in the words that we have in front of us in our Bibles. There's a distinguishing element here in that there are other disciplines we can do in our life that help further our walk with Christ. But for the purpose of this book and for the purpose of just adhering to God's word, we want to do the things that we see in God's word. And so uh, for me, hiking is a a way that I uh, connect with the Lord, just being in nature. Uh, But that's not a personal spiritual discipline here. It does cause me to have greater worship, greater awe, uh, greater admiration for the Lord and, and so it can it can feed into I can read scripture I can do Bible intake while I'm on top of a mountain or whatever, but like hiking is not a personal spiritual discipline. But these elements, these things that are discussed in this book that we see in scripture, are key personal spiritual disciplines that we have to exercise. And as we'll discuss in Bible intake, the scriptures are sufficient for us to know, experience, and grow in Christ likeness. If we want to, if we desire to know what that looks like, we've got to read the scriptures. And so that is why we'll discuss Bible intake and spend two episodes on Bible intake. Last thing I'd say on this is that, uh, the, the spiritual disciplines are derived from the gospel, not divorced from the gospel. Uh, we don't do these to be loved. We do these because we are loved by God. And when we are practicing these disciplines, it's out of a heart of knowing what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ on the cross. And therefore we're disciplined for the pursuit of godliness and not to receive this love or somehow receive favor from God, but because we are favored by God because we've been adopted into his family. It's the classic kind of statement that we do this 
not out of duty, but out of delight. Delight because we have been redeemed, because we are now adopted into the uh, the Father's family. And, and, and so, yeah, not divorced from the gospel. It's because of the gospel that we delight in these disciplines. When I think of the godliest people I know, in general, they are the most spiritually disciplined people I know. They practice each of these personal disciplines uh, with a regular rhythm. And so Donald Whitney, it's important for us to define this, define godliness, and this is how he defines it. Godliness is both closeness to Christ and conformity to Christ, a conformity that's both inward and outward, a growing conformity to both the heart of Christ and the life of Christ. Yeah, that reminds me of the 90s commercial. I grew up admiring Michael Jordan. There's a commercial came out that says, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. And everyone wants to be like Mike. Well, what you saw in the commercial, you saw some highlights of, of Michael Jordan, but you saw everyone practicing to try to become just like Michael Jordan. So if we want to be like Christ, we've got to practice the things that Jesus did. We've got to practice the spiritual disciplines and exercise them out, work them out in our own faith walk in order to be like Jesus. And so God has three catalysts that he uses to change us. The first being friends and people. You know, I think Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. The second one is circumstances. You know, Romans eight twenty-eight says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So God uses friends and people, and he uses circumstances to change us. And the third one is spiritual disciplines. You know, God doesn't force us to be obedient. <laughs> he doesn't... Uh, uh, he doesn't make us follow these spiritual disciplines. He allows us to have some human responsibility uh, in choosing to wake up day in and day out and follow these spiritual disciplines for our benefit. You know, in the Bible, the Greek word for discipline is where we get our word for gymnastics or gymnasium. It can also be translated disciplined uh, as exercise or uh, to train. And the idea of this word is a sweaty word that we have to put in effort to practice these spiritual disciplines. Are you telling me I need to get my sweat on for Jesus? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so when we think about these catalysts, there are the first two categories, people and circumstances, are external influences that can help shape and conform us to the image of Christ, where we hear the preaching and iron sharpening, all that stuff. The, what makes spiritual spiritual disciplines unique is they work from the inside out. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Christ. It's God's Word being the seed that takes root in your heart and changes us from the inside out. So it's really the only catalyst uh, that comes from within. You know, when I when I think about these catalysts and I think about spiritual disciplines, I, th I think back to Zacchaeus in Luke 19. You know, Zacchaeus, the little guy, uh, Jesus is walking through the town and he goes ahead of the crowd and he climbs up in a sycamore tree to get a, a good look at Jesus. He puts himself in the path of Jesus. Well, when Jesus gets to him uh, and, and stops underneath that tree, he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to be a guest in your house today. And Zacchaeus is transformed by the presence of Christ, uh, by being with Jesus. Well, what these spiritual disciplines do is they put us in the path of Jesus. They help us uh, cross paths with him and be transformed by him. And the people who do this more often are usually the godliest people I know because <laughs> they spend the most time with Jesus in a variety of ways. 
so what is God's will for Christians? And, you know, one thing I think about is that holiness is not an option for those who claim to be a follower of Jesus. You know, nobody accidentally follows Jesus. It takes action. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, Jesus says, take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Luke 9.23 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. We see that following Jesus requires us to take up something, take up his yoke, take up his cross, and follow him. And Jesus is our model for discipline, for the purpose of godliness. Jesus was willing to take up the yoke. Jesus was willing to pick up his cross. Uh, He's our model. We can follow him because he led by example. Being disciplined is about being disciplined about the right things. We don't want to be a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, let's put this in a little bit in the context of discipleship, because uh, discipline is kind of at the heart of discipleship. In other words, what that means it's um, is that in order to be engaged in a discipleship relationship, it takes discipline from uh, both the Paul and the Timothy. And, and so we have to have what uh, Paul said to Timothy, which is um, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Self-control is a form of discipline, or it's uh, it, it gets strengthened as we discipline ourselves. And so just, just think about it from discipleship. Um, you have to ha- be disciplined to engage in these uh, relationships. And when you're doing it uh, on your own and with the context of others in a discipleship relationship, man, both of your, both of you just really flourish in your relationship with Christ. And I, you know, thinking about that, I think about Philippians 1, 9 through 10, it says, and I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. Paul's hope for the Philippian church is that uh, they would choose the best things over the better things, that they would be disciplined about the right things for the furthering of the kingdom. And so let's land the plane on this episode and let's talk about some, some application. Why do we want to do a series on the spiritual disciplines? Well, the first is there's danger in neglecting spiritual disciplines. And the first one is the danger of missing God forever. And what we mean by that is, is not that your personal piety, checking the box on these spiritual disciplines earns you a place in heaven. Absolutely not. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works that no one may boast. But when we practice the spiritual disciplines, it characterizes those who are on their way to heaven. Yeah, when we neglect these spiritual disciplines, um, I think... It, it does a couple things a lot. It certainly doesn't grow us closer to Christ like you're just talking about here. But it, when you say it characterizes those who are on their way to heaven, that's kind of an external witness component. And so when we're not engaged in these personal spiritual disciplines, we're in danger of being conformed to the ways of the world and being of the world and being worldly instead of being conformed to the image of Christ. And that damages our witness. So it, it definitely uh, is for our personal walk with Christ, but we can't ever uh, forget the discipleship and the missional component of being a witness for Christ in a world that is in danger of missing God forever. 
which leads to the second danger, the danger of bearing little spiritual fruit. Part of our call in our life as a believer is to bear spiritual fruit, uh, that we want to live lives that are holy and glorifying to God uh, in a way that draws people into a relationship with Jesus and, and grows the kingdom. You know, Wes, I asked you at the top of this episode uh, what you think of uh, when you think of discipline. And uh, the last thing people think of when they think of discipline, it seems, is freedom, is that there's freedom in discipline. Uh, I think personally, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I was a little overweight. Uh, I had, you know, gotten lazy, ate ice cream all the time, didn't work out as much, and I gained a lot of weight. And I decided, all right, I'm going to be disciplined. And uh, as I started running and biking and exercising, I lost 40 pounds. And uh, but what I found when I lost that weight, there was a lot of freedom. I didn't realize how tired I was, how burdened I was by carrying extra weight around. Um, and I was able to chase after my boys more. Uh, I was able to uh, stay up later. Um, I, I just had more energy to go about my day. But if while I was doing it, you know, at, at the beginning, I would have never thought, man, this is going to lead to more freedom, to more energy, to more joy. But it did. And so the important thing to to drill into our minds is that discipline leads to freedom. Elizabeth Elliot said this, freedom and discipline have come to be regarded as mutually exclusive when in fact freedom is not at all the opposite, but the final reward of discipline. The third way that uh, the spiritual disciplines free us is that when we are spiritually disciplined, we are uh, growing in our relationship with Christ in a way that allows us to use the gifts that he's given us for his glory. Yeah, and he does this through our own personality. So let's, let's go back to the previous book we've discussed on spiritual gifts. As you discover your spiritual gifts... Uh, we live in a very individualistic society, a society where we want to express ourselves and who we are. And, you know, and, and some of that's good in a biblical sense. And what we mean by that is God has uniquely gifted you in your spiritual gifts. He's given you unique personality traits and, and strengths and weaknesses. And as you discipline yourself, it actually allows your uh, creative individuality that's been given to you by your creator to express itself for the benefit of the body, for the benefit of your family, for the benefit of your coworkers, for the benefit of just others around you. And so uh, this, like we said a second ago, increases your witness, but it allows you to express yourself in Christ. Exactly. And the last thing we'll say about these freedoms is that they develop through perseverance. It's not at one time you know, reading the Bible. It is a regular rhythm of reading the Bible. It's not just praying at night. It's praying without ceasing. It's not uh, attending worship once a month. It's a regular rhythm of attending worship with other believers. And so it, it requires perseverance for us to nurture godliness in our lives, to be disciplined. And so to end this episode, I just want to extend an invitation to anyone listening to enjoy God and the things of God through the spiritual disciplines. Practicing the spiritual disciplines will lead to the greatest enjoyment of our life. Let's go back to the beginning of the episode, the first Timothy four, seven, you know, theme verse for this book, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And remember, Dr. Whitney uh, defines godliness as both closeness to Christ and conformity to Christ, a conformity that's both inward and outward, a growing conformity to both the heart of Christ and the life of Christ.
And when we think about discipline, we oftentimes think of pain and hardship. And the last thing we think about is freedom and joy. But remember that Jesus practiced these spiritual disciplines to perfection. He was the most disciplined man who ever lived. And yet he was the most joyful and truly alive. And the purpose of these disciplines is not to suck away life from us and freedom, but is to give us more freedom, more joy, and more life abundantly. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to dive into each one of these, and I cannot wait. So next week, we will start with the first uh, spiritual discipline of Bible intake, again, for the purpose of godliness. So hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and we'll catch you next week.